Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Ether is the perfect drug for Las Vegas. In this town, they love a drunk. Fresh meat. Come on, buddy. So they put us through the turnstiles and turned us loose inside. Welcome and thank you for joining me on another episode of Dose of Ether. This is your host, Lucian, and this week joining me is Giuseppe Litera uh, from Sardex. Hi, Giuseppe. Hi, Lucian. Thanks for having me here. It's great having you on. Um, this is a real special treat for me. I know what Sardex has been doing. I've followed your work for about five years, um, but I bet this is a complete, completely new um, aspect that most people in the cryptocurrency space haven't really been exposed to. So I'm really excited to talking with you and about your experience. So um, do you want to give us a brief overview about what Sardex is doing? And then we'll come back and we'll talk about how you got into the space and how you've developed, because I'm super excited about the concept of uh, what you're doing. And my listeners are sure to hear why. Okay, so a little intro. Um, Sardex uh, is a local complementary currency, uh, which uh, we've been operating now uh, since 10 years. And uh, we are based in uh, Saramana, Sardinia, uh, which is an island uh, in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, uh, belongs to Italy and belongs to Europe. And yeah. So basically, uh, what Sardex uh, does uh, is that um, pr- it provides um, SMEs, uh, first and foremost, local SMEs and sole traders, um, retailers, uh, with a uh, digital complementary currency account. So uh, through this account, uh, companies get to buy and sell goods and services without uh, the use of euros. Uh, And um, the striking aspect is that uh, this currency, uh, or if we want to be more precise, uh, this form of credit is um, generated, is backed first by the productive capacity of local businesses. So the key criteria we uh, and the key question we ask uh, prospective uh, uh, members of the network is if all of their production capacity is being currently absorbed by the euro market, by the normal economy. Uh, if it is not, which is most likely the case, um, then uh, there's an opportunity for them uh, to join the network and trade their uh, their productive capacity with uh, right now it's uh, four thousand uh, other uh, SMEs on the island and um, basically uh, if you, if you want a concrete example uh, um, any dentist has an appointment book if uh, appointments are not booked. Uh, the dentist is basically paying for all of its costs 
the electricity, etc., etc., but he's basically losing money. Now, this is where Sardex come in. Uh, the dentist, by joining the network, commits a uh, amount expressed in, in, in Sardex. And by the way, Sardex does not fluctuate. It is one-to-one with a euro. Uh, so the dentist might say in the next 12 months, I'm happy to commit um, so 10,000 euro worth of my productive capacity, basically is or her time, to the network. So at that point, uh, uh, after uh, we uh, signed them up uh, and they pay their fees because this is not a, uh, how to say, free service, uh, we, we do charge uh, subscription fees uh, to keep the, the, the network up and running. And uh, once uh, the dentist has joined the network, uh, he can basically choose uh, to do two things. So one is to sell. If he sells on on the network uh, by providing dental services to any other participant, uh, he gets credited, let's say, for 100 uh, Sardex. So after that, he can spend the Sardex in whatever he can find fit uh, and save euros in the meanwhile. Uh, Or uh, he could... Uh, based on the commitment I mentioned earlier, um, use its credit line. And this is where things really, really get interesting because the moment the dentist uh, buys, let's say goes grocery shopping and spends 50 Sardex, his account goes from zero to negative. It goes to minus 50. The grocer account goes plus 50. At that very moment, the dentist has been creating Sardex credits. And the moment he goes from minus 50 back to zero or over zero, is basically repaying his debt to the community. Not a single member, but the whole community. So it's basically a currency. It does not uh, accrue interest. There is no interest uh, in the system at all. Uh, It functions mostly as a means of exchange. Uh, It is very not common that is used as a store of value. Also because Sardex are not meant to be converted back and forth into euros. Sardex are meant to be created and destroyed through trade among SMEs, among small companies or even medium companies, and for the purpose of keeping the local economy alive. Uh, The the only objective here is to keep keep trading among uh, uh, companies that are in proximity, uh, even uh, uh, when uh, the uh, official uh, economy, the traditional economy, uh, where all these companies also operate, uh, gets into trouble. Nice. So, a, a good I, way I to, hope, uh, uh, to yeah. relate it to American listeners. Wait, would it be accurate to say that it's a local currency of sort? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, or a local cre- mutual credit system, if we want to be very, very precise. 
because the principle here is mutual credit. Okay. Or community credit. Yeah. Okay. And but it's is, a local currency. Yeah. Is um, the Sardex unit of account uh, transferable from one member to another? Oh yes, oh, yes. I mean, the 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 members can uh, credit and debit uh, each other as 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 in normal uh, normal transactions. They just use our own app as opposed to uh, whatever the Visa network or um, uh, a bank payment. And often uh, we also have companies who use and do uh, blended payments, as we call them. Uh, so uh, where, uh, you know, part of the uh, invoice is settled in euros through normal channels and another part is settled in Sardex through uh, the app or the, the web app. Yeah. Hmm. So um, when you say that a Sardex is valued at one euro and it's stable, um how is there any kind of mechanism that guarantees the stability um or is it simply the fact that members in the union um accept it like a dollar so therefore its exchange its exchange's value is essentially a dollar what keeps it from appreciating yeah. or depreciating relative uh, yeah the thing here is that uh, since there is no convertibility so uh, there is no secondary market. There is no price discovery in a, in a classical cryptocurrency um, jargon, right? Um, here, uh, Sardex uh, is, is pegged to the euro uh, unit of account uh, by, uh, uh, by the members uh, because for um, simplicity reasons mostly, uh, because they uh, don't need to think or even bother about um, hoping that uh, the balance they have today will not be worth or will be worth more tomorrow. Um, in, in, in terms of stability, uh, I mean, I, I could talk hours about the euro and its pitfalls and, and, and its problems, but it's been a, a fairly stable, um, so far fairly stable uh, currency. And so it's it's purely voluntary and and um, it's purely uh, um, an agreement uh, to treat units uh, as such uh, because there is no um, uh, deposits in a bank or, or uh, collateral uh, in terms of I don't know uh, whatever assets. It's a convention, yeah. And it's also to make trade easier. Yeah. And it's also because the people who offer services in return for Sardex, for example, um, are themselves pricing the services the same in euros and Sardex as well. So the way that the currency is minted to use cryptocurrency parlance is yeah. similar to. Um, someone essentially providing these goods or services, um, but it, it, you simply change how the payment is settled. Instead, if you offer payments for goods and services in exchange for Sardex instead of Euro, you keep the prices the same. Um, so it's, sim it's simply a unit of account that creates a 
a feedback loop within the local community. So Correct. before before we start exp- uh, talking more about the economics of this, because I find it really fascinating, um, let's uh, let's talk a bit about you and what got mm-hmm. you into um, into this, and how did you get involved in <laughs> experimenting with uh, economics? Uh, that's that's a great question. Um, well, uh, initially it was uh, just chance. As I am, um, I, I studied languages, uh, modern languages, uh, and in England and Germany, uh, I was very lucky to have this opportunity while also was working there. Uh, and um, in 2006, um, with a friend in Leeds, uh, basically he stumbled upon a uh, a video um, on on. I think it was Google Video. It was before the YouTube acquisition, uh, called the Money Masters, and the Money Masters is a quite quite strong, harsh, uh, in, somehow I would say even a bit conspiratorial uh, type of documentary on the history of money. Now um, that got me uh, and and Piero, that's the name of my then flatmate, who is now a co-founder in Sardex, um, got me very, very deep into a rabbit hole that uh, most of people who then um, who are also familiar with, with, with cryptocurrencies tend to fall into. Uh, or at least, I mean, I started digging through the history of money, uh, the history of credit, the history of trust, basically, uh, and, and the history of, of, of humans, because uh, I, I then discovered that there is a very, very intimate relation between writing, memory, and money um, that, that goes as far as like 5,000 years back, uh, the first cities in I- Iraq. Um, like it's, it's the clay tablets that those guys uh, invented were basically the first version uh, of of money and writing uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in in this like journey to the history of of these arrangements and agreements, um, and I, I kind of got into. Uh, uh, the bit where um, I try to find uh, positive examples uh, outside of the um, orthodoxy or, or let's say the sta- status quo economics, uh, in particularly in particular neoliberal uh, economics. That's what we we have, uh, or m- many people call it also the Washington Consensus. Um, and the world created after Bretton Woods and after uh, Nixon dropped uh, the parity with gold and, and dollars became uh, a pure fiat currency, for instance. No. And, and uh, from 5,000 years ago to today, uh, I believe and I, and I found many examples, uh, uh, some very small, some bigger, of, of communities who, in order to survive, sometimes or even thrive, uh, came up with original solutions uh, to um, the problems of finance. Uh, and, um, 
And basically, by studying all of these, um, basically three, so from 2006 to 2009, uh, at one point after, uh, after the Lehman um, collapse, uh, we felt the urge uh, to do something uh, to, to help uh, small and medium companies uh, that were, uh, we, we knew, and, and it, it then happened, uh, that they were uh, going to be affected by a very strong credit crunch. Uh, I would even call it credit rationing or uh, credit repression. Uh, that, that came uh, once the European interbank market froze after Lehman uh, uh, failed, like the ripple was uh, that uh, 6,000 kilometers, or I don't know, maybe 4,000 kilometers uh, from New York, uh, you had uh, companies being denied working capital, not even like investment capital, but working capital, for reason that they, they weren't uh, um, even like responsible for. Uh, because of solvency issues of, of the banks. Uh, so um, coming back to what, what uh, the, all of these elements, so uh, the, the emergency situation of, of, of the great financial crisis um, sparked uh, the, the will or let's say the, the madness of um, trying to uh, build uh, a web uh, web base or inter I would say internet enabled because without internet you would not have Sardex um, a digital uh, economic space and economic uh, or, or let's say credit uh, network uh, that has no paper notes that that lives on on a, on a server um, to alleviate or mitigate the uh, problem that small businesses were going to face. And that's what we did. So we started a company in 2009, and uh, we just uh, started to work. Um, and we started with a, a very, very ugly platform and that, that we uh, gradually evolved, and that's still evolving. And... Um, and I am definitely very, very interested in many um, um, distributed ledger uh, uh, projects and technology and, and possibilities. And I'm looking into them uh, for uh, the future of, of, of what Sardex uh, has been doing, because uh, I believe it could add uh, uh, some more um, adoptability uh, and might also remove some of the structural problems that uh, complementary currencies uh, that were built before uh, 2009, that's our case, or in 2009, um, face. Because, you know, it's not um, uh, uh, super easy to, to, to keep... Uh, thousands of companies working together or even not, uh, uh, sometimes not fighting uh, in, in a small market like Sardinia uh, and generate trust in the meanwhile. Um, yeah. so I hope to, 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 to have given you, I mean, if anything is not clear, just this 
uh, dig deeper. <laughs> yes, um, it's um, it's very clear, and it's also refreshing um, working in the cryptocurrency space, hearing about a company that, first of all, um, they you've built a big community. You have, um, if I remember correctly, four thousand companies in your um, in your network. Was that, yeah, uh, yeah, and we also um, uh, let me add a little bit more because we also uh, following the the request and, and, and the needs of those uh, companies. We also included uh, workers. There's around um, two thousand five hundred employees. I am one of them uh, who receive uh, benefits or sometimes part of their salary in in Sardex. Um, and uh, recently, we have also opened up to consumers. Uh, and the consumer um, way of, of using Sardex is quite uh, interesting because um, basically consumers get rewards uh, or actually the proper terms, they get a, a Sardex award uh, when they spend their cash at uh, local uh, participant businesses. So if you are a consumer and you get uh, onboarded, that's as easy as, pick, as picking up a, a card with a QR code. Um, you um, basically uh, get uh, between uh, 3 to sometimes uh, even 10% uh, and, and at like super uh, promo uh, offerings even 20% of what you pay for goods and services in, in cash uh, at the shop and you get a, um, a award in credits, then, then you can spend elsewhere in the network, uh, either 100% in credits or sometimes blended. And so so that's the whole thing. And there's, there's uh, around 15,000 consumers now. Uh, that have, are, are taking part to this pilot. It's it's still a pilot. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, fifteen thousand people participating in a pilot is massive in terms of the number of people <laughs> using a payment system uh, for the cryptocurrency space. Um, that's really exciting, and it's much better deal than let's say a credit card. Using a credit card that gives you some kind of cash back that are like yeah, yeah. two, three percent maximum. Other, exactly, then I might say something on the cash friendliness that I think is, I mean, Sardex is a digital uh, unit, uh, a digital means of exchange if, if you want it for, for a community that, show, that chooses to use it. It's all voluntary. I mean, they, they even pay to, to participate because, you know, we, we can't run this for free. We haven't done any ICO. We, we, we have investors and we're trying to, to, to grow these as, into a sustainable business uh, with a social impact. But coming back to the uh, cash friendliness is that uh, a merchant who, uh, who choose to award consumers with Sardex credit can do so regardless if the payment is uh, uh, um, via credit card, which is not that common in Sardinia. Uh, probably I would say uh, for smaller amounts, uh, 
probably it's 60, if not 70% cash and maybe 30% uh, um, credit cards. The general like market um, in, in payments here. Um, and the cool thing is, uh, I mean, we, we believe, I mean, I mean, maybe let me speak personally. I do believe that uh, I'm, I'm not a like digital fanatic. Or, uh, and I do believe that cash as a piece of paper, uh, for, for a number of reasons, uh, has some interesting properties that no digital, uh, instrument has. Um, it, it, it really works offline. We can say that. It, it, it's really hard to track, and we can say that. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, we, we, um, we are happy, like, to, to, to be, um, somehow facilitating the the continued use of, of, of also like notes, uh, which are uh, also the the most used uh, payment uh, means uh, of common people uh, yeah. here, and, and in most of the world, I would say. But anyway, just just a little thing because you know there's uh, there's a lot of like these cashless, cashless, cashless. Uh, um, I don't know, propaganda, I would say, or like a push uh, from above. But uh, I don't know if you know Brad Scott, um, who's, who's a very, very bright person. He, is, is, he, he puts it in this term, a cashless society is a bank payments society. So right. let's call it for what it is. No, yeah. And I really like his take on this. But apart from this, yeah, you're, you're, I'm talking too much. No, no worries. I, I have to agree with you there because um, the technology for privacy um, isn't there yet. So I think cryptocurrencies um, are currently overused for how little privacy they offer. And the privacy enabling cryptocurrencies aren't used nearly enough um, for actual payment systems. It's been um, an overlooked under invested domain and i agree i actually do support the use of cash when it's uh when it's beneficial Mm. and yeah it is kind of ironic uh hosting a cryptocurrency show and still being very (laughs) much in favor of cash but um let's be honest uh, it's being pragmatic i would say yes (laughs) yes it's also because we currently live in surveillance capitalism and Uh, Very often people use um, store discount cards or uh, benefits programs as a way to improve the targeted advertisement that they send to you. So in exchange for your privacy, they're willing to give you some kind of discount. And um, essentially using a credit card is a way to essentially guarantee that you can never escape that system since credit card companies uh, sell all of your information very weakly anonymized, might I add. Um, It's very easy to de-anonymize credit card information, and I'm sure ad tech companies do it all the time. Um, So... Yes, I agree. On that yeah, note, it's, I'm actually, it's, a, it's a crazy trade-off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Do you um, do you currently do anything to uh, protect the anonymity of users? I don't think you have uh, an advertisement model, so to say, and I don't know if you sell your users' data. No. 
Yeah. Um, the only, the only, 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 only uh, use that we make of data is to improve the product. We don't sell data. Right. We are not in the business of selling data. Uh, and the other use that uh, that we make of data uh, is for research. Um, we've published a, a study with uh, Yale and Harvard. It was published in Nature um, last year, I think. Yes, and um, and for that we shared data that was anonymized, uh, but it was for um, really research purposes because we. We were trying to figure out, and I think we did, but I still, the, the work needs to be turned into code still. Um, we kind of figure out a way to um, uh, implement a, a, a ratings come, I would say, um, rating slash um, reputation uh, system uh, based on transactions that help that will hopefully help us and the participant uh one uh reduce uh risk over time uh and two uh identify uh strengths and weaknesses both as node in the network like me as a company uh where am i weak or where am i strong uh or a- as well as how is my trading network, uh, is it strong or is it weak? And also the overall uh, local network uh, can be therefore ranked because you, you can, once, once you can rank the individual um, participant through his activity, um, then you can basically enable a measurement of the strength and efficacy of a mutual credit, of these sort of systems. Mm. Um, and then you can compare them. And, and that is important because uh, we also provide from here the platform for 11 other networks in, in Italy like that, that are like, I uh, would say, uh, modeled after us. And, and What's really, really hard is when you've got closed economic systems uh, and, and you want them to interoperate while respecting the principle of keeping local what does make sense to be kept local, 90% of trade, I would say, or maybe 80. Uh, and, and then you've got this 20% of, of interdependency that, that, that we all have because supply chains are cross-national, cross-border, then you need a way to compare uh, systems that are modeled like Sardex. And that's the work we did with with, uh, Harvard, Yale, Trinity College, and it's published in Nature. It's called Cyclic Motives in the Sardex Monetary System, I think. Hmm. I'm actually, I'm sure my listeners will be interested. Uh, I'm personally interested, so I'm going to uh, put a link with that study in the show notes, uh, and I'm going to read it after this call. Um, so does the uh, the rating system is a more complicated version of a reputation system, correct? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really a measurement tool, because... Uh, uh, 
if we uh, if we if I go back a little on the technology and and difficulties, I mean, I'm not a tech uh, a tech uh, expert. I became one. I mean, not by trade. I became one by necessity. Um, I read Nakamoto's paper in 2009 uh, because it was posted on Peer to Peer Foundation, which is the site that was. I would say the place to be for non-cryptographers who were interested in alternative monetary systems back then. And it's not a case that Nakamoto posted there. Um, so I, when I read that, I was shocked. Like, I really, really liked it. But my problems with, 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 with the uh, original implementation of Bitcoin was that it was meant as a very, very inelastic system. And, and what um, my understanding of, of, of the working of, of, a, of an economy is that uh, it's good to have hard money, sound money, uh, and in that sense, maybe um, something like Bitcoin does have uh, a place and, 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 and will stand the test of time, maybe. Uh, don't want to make any prediction here. <laughs> um, but um, what you need when you're um, dealing with, with, with trade and, and with production is something elastic. Mm-hmm. And elastic as, as a, a membrane that can expand and contract. And uh, so I really like the idea of, uh, of the time chain, as he called it initially, or, uh, which I think is better than blockchain, uh, as a shared record, a shared form of memory. That's brilliant, absolutely a brilliant uh, idea, and, and, and even a, this very, very good implementation. Yet, in terms of monetary policy, you have one policy for the whole system and competition among miners to produce whatever the block reward gets you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in Sardex, you have businesses who are themselves creating credit and destroying credit. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a logical like schedule the schedule is done because of trade, because the dentist needs to do his grocery shopping. And maybe in that very moment, he's short of euros. So he then issues, or, or uh, he, he gets credit extended to him by the grocer because they shared a network and they shared a vision and by sharing that, by trusting each other, in this case, Sardex is very much trustful as opposed to trustless. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by sharing the vision, they can actually become the creators of the means of the exchange that they're going to use for the purpose of exchanging real goods and services, not just to become richer if I may, or to whatever, end the, the whatever financial war. Something very concrete. Production or consumption of goods and services. 
regardless of what happens uh, in the markets, in the big markets, in the faraway markets. Yeah, Italy and, and, Italy is a really interesting example. I don't want to dive too much into uh mm-hmm. macroeconomics, but Italy is a very good example of um an economy that basically got uh directly impacted by the um larger macroeconomic financial um powerhouse of the euro. And during the financial crisis, the euro very much acted like a straitjacket um, around Italy. And it basically prevented its growth at a rate that it normally would have had it actually been able to uh, devalue its currency relative to others. But instead, because of the way the European Central Bank was set up, Italy ended up kind of importing the inflation of Germany and everyone's national currency stayed the same uh, in the form of a euro. And Sardex kind of, I see Sardex as uh, a, a way to create some flexibility within this monetary policy straitjacket in which the needs of the local community can expand credit based on um, actual Uh, business relationships amongst their immediate local community um, built upon a network of um, local um, producers and consumers in a system that people already have more implicit trust than, for example, with someone from Brussels. And it's interesting how you essentially uh, compare the inflexibility of Bitcoin's macro monetary policy um, when it seems like Italy and Sardinia itself kind of experienced the negative effects of an overly strict financial straitjacket during the financial crisis. Um, is, is this kind of like a good way to put it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would say one more bit. I mean, um, I wasn't uh, even thinking about the European uh uh landscape so to speak so i was just focusing on 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 the difference between the monetary model of of uh, of bitcoin for instance and and sardex um but um c- coming to your point i i would say that i mean bitcoin has that policy in code and and there are debates on how to change the code and and wars of words on Twitter on on any any like pull request on on the Bitcoin repo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's good. That that that's a debate, and then that should go on. I think it's positive. I think that there is discussion um, in the eurozone. You had lots of discussions. But again, a, a very, very strict straight jacket. Yeah, that's that that's spot on. And we had have, um, have tried to carve out some space, uh, also for personal reasons, because I mean we wanted to stay in Sardinia and work here and contribute to this place. I had the luck of studying abroad, and I wanted to bring back what I learned. And, and 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 help and and right now we are uh, i mean we we're a big team of people who, who can have a decent work uh and that most likely would have emigrated 
uh, if if uh, we didn't uh, actually do what we've done. Uh, coming back to the situation of, of Italy, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 a fifty-fifty uh, blame game here uh, between the the Brussels um, framework or consensus. And also, uh, there's a huge, huge responsibility on uh, on the people of Italy for uh, having uh, a great deal of tolerance uh, to crazy economic policy uh, that the government uh, elected by them, uh, or or sometimes uh, technocratic governments. In that case, they are not chosen by the people, but. You know, so it's uh, th- there are structural issues here that are, have, have been neglected. That's what I'm trying to say, and those are also a drag on the economic recovery and development. Uh, and definitely, though, the the, the European uh, strict uh, adherence to the commas uh, without looking at the long-term effect. Uh, of of such uh, orthodoxy, uh, I mean, it's been very, 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 very damaging. I I would say so. And yeah, we we have to deal with it. Sardex comes as an answer to these, as a bottom-up, bottom-up concrete example of uh, non-state voluntary um, community effort. Uh, proving that uh, if well managed, and I'm telling you, managing Sardex is a hell of a job. It's not easy. There's no algorithms. There's no magic. There's a lot of people uh, working also with other people. There's a lot of human-to-human interaction. Uh, And I think that's an element that we'd like to keep in the future. And I am interested in, in... lots of uh, distributed ledger technologies, in particular, I, uh, I, I do like Ether uh, and, and Ethereum as, as, as um, uh, more uh, uh, invention or, let's say, creation-friendly uh, platform. Uh, but there's a b- bunch of, 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 of platforms that I'm looking at uh, because we believe that the next evolution of, of what we're doing is trying to make it easier for communities like ours to be joining a wider network that's based on the principle that we've demonstrated here. And, and so the next step is like, I feel like we've been 10 years in beta. <laughs> and, and, but we didn't have the tech and we didn't have the know-how. And generally, we're very humble people in Sardinia. And the opposite of, of a cowboy, I would say, or, or, or the opposite of a Californian uh, Silicon Valley, uh, I don't know, uh, boosting, you know, fake it till you make it. Now we, we are like, do it, then talk about it. Uh, that's and do it well. Yeah, and you've definitely already done it. And you have um, a big community of active users and the fact that now you are um, starting to see that 10 years after Bitcoin, um, only now is the technology uh, approaching a level of maturity in which it's actually feasible to um, build your existing system built with... um, Yeah. 
a client-server architecture in a more distributed, open, and permissionless way. And I find yeah, it really I mean, interesting that mm-hmm. like Sardinia is a great place to incubate this. Like I love Sardinia. It's uh, my probably my favorite place to have visited and traveled. Um, and it is, I described it um, basically as like Italian lifestyle with uh, Caribbean weather um, during the <laughs> summer, fall, at least. Um and I, I absolutely loved it. It's, it's such a, a small but very tightly knit community with a ton of history. Um, and yeah. they have their own native palm tree, which is tiny. And I think it's the only European uh, uh, island to have its own native palm tree. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about Sardinia. And, uh, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I- I mean, you're being very, very kind, and, and, and I think my my fellow Sardinians will be very, very happy uh, for these like free commercial. <laughs> uh, no, um, uh, Sardinia has been um, a, uh, Sardinia has a rich history. I mean, uh, Sardinia was on the map before the Alps emerged. Um, the DNA of Sardinian people, if you look at any study, is unique. Um, we've, we've, uh, have the most, uh, um, hundred years old people, uh, in the world, apart from Japan and yeah, Ireland. Wow. Uh, so I don't know, it's uh, some magic that the islands have probably. And also in terms of history, like, um, we, we, we're part of Italy now. We, we were part of Spain before, uh, at one point we were independent, like, and uh, we've been part of Byzantium. We've been part of Rome. Like it's a very in in these terms, Americans have a hard time relating because uh, the U.S. is such a young, uh, young nation, uh, a young country, or a young federation, I would say. Um, yeah, and um, I uh, I would um, always suggest uh, recommend Sardinia for for holiday, but also for for living like like to to also to set up shop um there's there's a good it scene for instance in Cagliari uh, and in terms of nature is it's it, it's beautiful i can i mean i'm biased uh but i wouldn't spend uh much time uh outside i've uh, i've been to some places but when i come back i'm, I'm always in love with this place but it's also as beautiful as it looks, uh, it is quite harsh. Um, I mean, we still have a huge unemployment rate. Uh, comparing to its potential, I think the island is going like at uh, 20% uh, its potential. Um, there, there's lots of structural problems. Like we pay electricity. Like th- think about the electricity thing, and and then I'll stop. Uh, but I mean, we export electricity because we produce more than we consume. Um, the electricity goes uh, to Italy, comes back, costs thirty percent more. That's a mystery. How can you compete in a market where your energy prices are thirty percent higher? There's, I mean, there's a, a, a dark side. Uh, but I'm talking more as a, a, a as a part of the economy. But as a person, I love it, and and really thanks for your words. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's one of my um, favorite places to travel. Um, every European country and city, they have a lot of uh, pride in their heritage. Um, and Sardinia is no exception. Um, the food culture yeah. <laughs> there is very unique, too. And oh, yes. Um, there are things that you will find there that you will not find anywhere else. Um, some of those things are illegal. <laughs> like certain mm -hmm. types of cheeses are actually illegal to make, oh, but okay. they still make it. I know it's famous, but um, people essentially, they'll find it if they look it up. But um, not to go into that per se, um, I think another aspect about Sardinia is the fact that the longest you can drive in a straight line is about two and a half hours. Right. Yeah. So you can yeah, almost that's... do a full loop of the island in about four hours. And um, this permits you to essentially have a uh, closer knit group. Um, and it almost helps kind of create a, uh, a community uh, currency because you are fairly remote and isolated uh, from the rest of the European community by physical borders and boundaries and um it's it's a really good place to have started and experimented with a local community currency because there's um you're it's a very friendly type of uh collaboration amongst um neighbors and friends and the type of time and care that sardinians have put into maintaining and preserving their traditions and their way of life in addition to their recipes their uh, food specialties all of these things made for like a perfect environment for you to have started a local community currency and then you combine the necessity of it um, from larger macroeconomic um, needs from either how Italy is run on a national level or how European monetary policy made it really inflexible to, uh, to kind of do your own thing locally. It, um, it was a really interesting and nice microcosm for you to have started, but it seems like now you are exporting the model to the rest of Italy. Oh, yeah. I mean, we started uh, already probably five years ago. Um, I mean, you don't set up like or help people, partners sometimes set up similar endeavors uh, in a day. It's, it's a, quite a process. Um, so, uh, yes, we, I mean, we've, I would say, I would still say it's a beta. I mean, uh, we are still, uh, improving. There's still, uh, things that, uh, are, are um, we're working on, uh, to make the process of, of creating such networks, uh, easier because it's, it's not easy. And, um, it's not that in Sardinia people do love each other that much. I mean, there, there's also a dark side to that. I mean, we're, we're 1.5 million in 377 cities and towns. Some of them have 200 uh, inhabitants and, and just one is over 250,000. That's Cagliari. Um, but in the middle, like there's, um, uh, 
there's uh, a sense of community, yes, but no. I don't know. Sardinians mm-hmm. are also known for, like, backstabbing each other. I mean, we are definitely against the backstabbing trend, uh, but th- that's a problem. Uh, to give you an idea, when we started, and there were, like, three members, so um, people will ask, yeah, but, uh, I mean, who's in the network, right? And we didn't want to tell them, not that there were three, and, he, and the guy was the number four, what we didn't want to risk uh, was telling them who was inside because uh, we feared that, you know, for maybe some crazy reason, these two guys had a deal gone sour 10 years before over like, you know, 100 euro worth of whatever. And we didn't want that to be a stop uh, from their joining. So we told them what was available in terms of goods and services, mm-hmm. but not who, who, who the provider was <laughs> up until they joined. <laughs> it was a bit tricky, a bit yeah. cheeky, but, but that was motivated by the hatred that sometimes you have among local businessmen. So, you know, they know each other, yes. That's, but sometimes uh, they do hate each other. <laughs> That's so funny, actually, because just because you're from a small town doesn't mean you're not from a small town and everyone hates each other. <laughs> it's like you're you're yeah, more yeah, likely yeah. to know each other on a personal level, so uh, eventually you're going to run into people that are going to butt heads. Um, I yeah, didn't that, want yeah, to that's... necessarily like uh, say that it was easier in Sardinia per se. Um, it was... Uh, that the strength of the um, identity of the people of Sardinia um, made it a good place to essentially say, like, when you ask someone from Sardinia, I think that they will sooner tell you that they are Sardinian than that they are European or Italian. That's from my personal opinion and the two Sardinian people I know. (laughs) I'd be the third. You'd, you would agree, <laughs> yes. And uh, that yeah, identity probably. helps. And definitely uh, more. Yes. Yeah. It helps. It, in, it, it, it helps. Yeah. And it also helps in the sense that you are creating um, credit out of trust. And those two things, yeah. they, are, um, they are very deeply joined together. And um, you, you found a way to now um, help local small businesses which by the way if you ever go to sardinia and you go to like local food stands or um basically partake in any of the uh local delicacies it's like you won't want anything else like you wouldn't want necessarily to have imported food and there is this uh kind of nationalistic pride um for example, like if you're from the United States, it's kind of hard to picture. You're like, why would I want apples from Maryland? Like, sure, if they're at a farmer's market. But when you're at Sardinia, you definitely want like Sardinian prosciutto, even more so than from other regions of Italy. Um, so I'm, I'm curious on how you extend this kind of uh, local identity and you create 
a federated network, because now you're working with other regions of Italy as well, and they have their own local currency. But now you're, you're setting up a system in which you're connecting them. So how does that yeah, work? Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, that's a hell of a job, and that's ongoing. I mean, uh, I'm probably, I think this process will be, uh, would be taking us at least the next two to three years, if we uh, continue to exist in two, three years. Uh, but uh, optimistically, it would be a convergence uh, of, um, te- um, of processes enabled by distributed ledgers. We definitely need, need some more um, uh, interoperability that the DLT allows and, and business as well as um, the, well, it's, it's about having partners. I mean, the model that I'm thinking about, but again, I, I'm sharing my uh, confusion in my head and, and I'm talking to various teams in, uh, in, uh, in the Ethereum space. I've, I've, I've talked with some guys from uh, MakerDAO and Trustlines and, um, and Fuse. Um, that's, those are those I remember now, um, because the it, it's some sort of um, a uh, replication or actually an extension of, of a network, uh, while balancing uh, the difficult part. There is balancing uh, the division of labor between technology. Right, that, and that is probably the core of what we could offer: technology and expertise, know-how, as well. And the other side is the offline activity. Mm-hmm. That is what what we uh, uh, um, we can't really do outside of the island. I mean, that that that's the partner's job, and and we've. We've experienced and we are testing various models on on how to do this the most effectively. Uh, I don't have a uh, um, catch-all answer to share, but uh, it's about fair allocation of work and resources, revenue sharing, and and um, yeah, division of labor because there's no real need that every local community has an IT team. It makes no sense. Right. Um, it, and what it does do make sense is that every local community onboards its users, mm-hmm. educates its users, uh, keeps relationship trust with w- trust and 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 work and and delivering value because that's what really matters. I mean, we've we've existed ten years uh, because ultimately. Uh, Companies have believed in, in in us, and in turn, they believed in themselves more. And yeah, um, in the future, I, I, I really like the the possibility offered by uh, by DAOs, for instance. I'm really really like looking into that um, uh, DAOs and 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 and, and agents like. Um, the uh, fetch uh, thing as agents, right? And 
that can be like human, uh, AI, or uh, like agents acting on behalf of humans or acting on behalf of, of other code or, uh, or machines. Um, so I, I'm familiar so, with uh, DAOs, uh, decentralized autonomous organizations. Um, but what are agents more specifically? Mm. Oh, uh, agents. What, what I mean is really um, uh, software. Uh, that uh, I, I, if I can give you an example, I imagine a, a future version of of what we we, we could do as a voice interface where I'm in, the, in, I'm in my shop and I am basically uh, interacting with a network of probably, let's say, 4,000 companies close to me and uh, I'm getting a, an extra sort of uh, salesperson or purchase ma- purchasing manager uh, in the form of this agent, like uh, the dentist saying to the agent, um, oh, I'd really love uh, to have uh, to spend my newly earned Sardex in, uh, say, uh, holidays um, on the coast. And there the agent uh, helps you out and, and maybe books for you um, the the hotel and pays in Sardex. That that's an idea of an agent. Mm-hmm. Another agent would be, uh, say you have. I'm going sci-fi now. That's funny. But say there's this tiny little cube uh, that you throw in the air, and it turns into a drone. Uh, little mini drones that digitalize and turn into assets, tokens. Say. Uh, all your inventory without you inputting the barcode in the database. Mm-hmm. The little cube does that for you. Now, at that point, um, e- for a system like ours, we would have pretty sure, um, uh, we, w- we would be uh, matching the risk and opportunity for each of the nodes in a very, very nice way. And actually, if you uh, 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 put it into the extreme and mix the drone uh, flying thing that uh, tokenizes your inventory or whatever, uh, and the agent, uh, and the two together, basically, you could have an economy where trading happens between these agents and... uh, without even the use of a monetary unit. Mm-hmm. Like, so because it assists the agent with the will... efficient allocation of resources based on having like all of the relevant information. So like the agent is like yeah. a recommendation engine and the, the mini drones that help you take inventory is uh, a better way to coordinate um, assets and if you could match the, the market, two, yeah, yeah, and if you could match yeah. the two, you could essentially create a more efficient market, reaching a uh, a better utility point in which all of the resources that are available get put to use uh, within this closed system, in which everyone who has exactly. a local need gets it served uh, locally through excess capacity. Um, 
And yeah, no, I, I've definitely. I mean that uh, that sci-fi version of it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I think. Uh, I mean, I think it's. I think it's um, actually not that sci-fi. I think it's actually more realistic because this is just essentially looking at all of the trends that have been happening, right? Let's say the uh, rental property market, the. Uh, the inventory of it has slowly been moving towards Airbnb, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And why can't there be a crypto-based, uh, cooperative-owned and managed version of Airbnb on crypto? If um, if the the name of the peer-to-peer um, -peer website that you've mentioned before happened to be calling for like a open source crypto version oh, yeah. of Airbnb as well. But for many years now, like for five years. Yeah. And, um, and I think like the big challenge there, and that's also applies to us, uh, is really that um, like technology and the possibility and, cre and human creativity, uh, ingenuity is way, way faster than any lawmaker that and and uh it's funny like i've i've can tell you this little anecdote like these guys in italy uh, the university they came up with a, a very clever system a um, of, um basically a voucher system like uh, for restaurants like um restaurants and companies uh, for your lunch out. It's like a ticket uh, for lunch. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's like the name of the thing. And, and basically, they, they look at the market, a huge market. Um, they look at the fees and all the problems that this market has. And it's actually a very, very extractive market. And it's concentrated into a couple of monopolies. So these guys running the voucher company uh, make 15, 10 to 15% of the money that uh, the restaurants should get, basically. <laughs> and um, so they came up with a very simple smart contract to basically do the voucher thing with the restaurants and the, and the voucher buyer without the middleman, right? right? Yeah. Perfect. So the, the cost went from, I don't know, 10% to 1%. And that was like, they couldn't push it down below that. Now, everything was perfect. Then they realized that in Italy, if you want to issue vouchers, you got to be a, and you got to have an issuer that is a company that needs to be in a registry. And in order to be in that registry, you need to have almost a million dollars in uh, stock uh, capital. Wow. And basically, like, perfect product, perfectly disrupted. The only problem is the law wanted the issuer. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is something that will come more and more and more. <laughs> and, in, and it comes in all sorts of, like, the, the law side of, of the world is, is getting obsolete. And, and, and the lawyers and the accountants as well fear uh, new stuff and when they fear it progress gets slow and right. I think we are uh, in that sort of moment like because I don't know I, I don't want to 
sound disrespectful to the accounting profession and the legal profession. So just just that. But um, at least from my experience, um, I, not, they're definitely more on to the compliance side of things than on the uh, problem solving side of things. Right. Well, I'm glad you're out there. You're building first, asking questions later, and it makes sense. You've you've built a community. You've built users now um, in something that I think is uh, an obvious match for cryptocurrencies. But at the same time, you've been doing it for longer than cryptocurrencies have been around. I think um, the fact that the legal profession and the accounting profession haven't caught up to where you are is um, it's a problem that here in the United States, we are having as well with cryptocurrencies because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that went ahead and did something and now they have to report it or pay some kind of uh, fine to a government agency for not being in compliance. But yeah, I'm I'm more t- uh, I'm I always think that even if the accountants and the lawyers don't like it, the um, the progress of technology is irreversible once it's started, right? So once, no, the, I agree. once the ticket voucher system um, can be disintermediated the way you said it, as long as the right people are in place to put it uh, in practice, then eventually it will happen. Um, that's overly optimistic, especially because I, I bet in Italy the reason that you need to have a million dollars in equity is so that if you execute some kind of exactly. scam using the voucher system, then the government exactly. has the money to, to reprimand ah, you It's with. a proof of stake. Yes. It's a uh, stake slash, uh, they call it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, have to, they have to have some kind of equity to uh, take from you if, you if you commit fraud. But that doesn't mean that the existing voucher companies aren't committing fraud. It just means that they're wealthy and well-connected. While if we build systems that are fundamentally safer and more competitive, um, and we experiment them and we put them into practice in the private sector, then eventually um, governments will have to adopt to the way business is currently I being think, done. I, I think so, too. I mean, really, uh, the genie is out of the bottle and, and you can bring it back. You know, and I really do think that in some terms, uh, having these these time chains in the sky shared is a very powerful new form of memory and collective memory. And it, it needs to be reckoned with for what it is. And yeah, and then I'm, I'm pretty sorry about the state of the debate in general, but I do know that... Um, it, younger people um, will be probably more open uh, than the older generations, uh, also because the older generation has seen the benefits uh, or has seen an expansionary phase uh, uh, of what I would call late capitalism. Um, and we don't. We, we are not seeing much good ahead and we, I don't think we did ever enjoy um, or prospects that our parents had. 
and so um, I think more questions will be asked and and I don't know uh, I mean it's like writing it's a new new form of coordination uh, in that sense um, it's a breakthrough I still believe it is um, and we're just I think collectively um, still at baby baby steps really um, there's much to discover still I think and and then to adapt if we don't want to just stick to yeah surveillance capitalism and don't let me get on politics because <laughs> la, 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 I mean the, the situation is really getting out of control everywhere uh, in terms of really nonsense uh, dominating every debate uh, I see very 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 little common sense given the, the situation we are in as a species. Yeah, but and and I fundamentally take. question whether the interests are appropriately aligned to address and fix the problems, the real problems. Um, Correct. And yeah. it is both probably a shared goal of uh, cryptocurrencies and your work at Sar uh, Sardex that experimentation with sustainable uh, economic models to create real alternatives that affect people on a daily basis is the end goal. And essentially, we're not necessarily trying to limit ourselves to uh, political revolutions the way that, let's say, communists would, um, because those mm -hmm. more often than not end horribly. Um, <laughs> we We are experimenting from the ground up by realizing day-to-day -day changes both in the way that we interact with people around us and uh, more importantly the way that money has a positive or negative influence on our lives and there are lots of examples of how it has a negative impact on us but um, you've built a really good example probably the best example including everything that i've seen in terms of community building within the entire Ethereum ecosystem that I follow closely of how to build positive economic alternatives. And as a result, I, yeah, that's, I'm glad to hear your story. I'm uh, glad to hear of the progress that Sardex has made and your expansion, your ambition and the research that it has produced. And um, I'm glad to have been able to present it to a large subsection of the cryptocurrency community. Um, I'm also looking forward to following up with you and uh, seeing how definitely the exploration goes regarding uh, what kind of technology you're going to be using, um, how you plan on integrating um, uh, probably an Ethereum sidechain, judging by the projects that you were mentioning. Um, and how you're going to essentially keep keep pushing the um, the economic innovations that you've already brought forward further. And uh, I'm also really curious to see how the cryptocurrency community reacts to a yeah, much more developed <laughs> and much more used local currency. Um, Sorry, what was the term you used instead of local currency? Because I really liked it. Oh, mutual credit. Mutual credit. Mutual credit. Yeah. Mutual credit. Yeah. Huh. 
And yeah, uh, I mean, thanks a lot for reaching out and thanks for the opportunity to share the story and and maybe I, I'd really like uh, feedback, so I'm happy to get any sort, so uh, that, that's fine. Um, I'm really glad that we met even like on the phone. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've, I've been promising to go back to Sardinia now for a number of years and it's overdue. So I'll reach out. Um, I might actually put you in contact with some of my friends that are there currently working on uh, similar projects in Europe. And um, I'll definitely reach out when I come visit in person. Definitely. You'll be my guest. It'll be a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Talk soon. You're welcome. Talk soon. Ciao. Ciao.